Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 all my friends, and welcome to Studio Day Hefri. You're with me, Jeff Cavanaugh. I have a few cowboy thoughts I want to get out this morning. And one was brought on by a comment on my YouTube page that I think is uh, worth addressing. Let me make sure that I can find it. But what I want to do is I want to go through the four teams that are still going to be playing football while we're talking about the draft and the offseason. I want to go through those four teams and talk about if there's something you can learn from them as the Cowboys, as you try to build your team and figure out, crap, you're still playing and we're not. What's going on here? But I want to start with a comment that I think is a good point, and it is directly targeted at me. From at the R. Giles 36, he left a comment on one of my recent videos that said, not dogpiling on Jeff here. But there is an irony that our biggest draft needs are all the positions that he and the analytics base guys have long said aren't important to a football team. And you know what? That's a fair point. And I think this is probably my favorite thing about football. My favorite thing about football is it's never going to totally be right or wrong when teams pay certain positions and we decide what are the premium positions. Rush, well, the passer, rushing the passer, protecting the passer, people you throw to, people who cover the people that you throw to, right? And those are the premium positions. And so people begin to discount the guys whose primary job is to stop the run um, and guys whose primary job is to run. And where else are the Cowboys? Yes, I guess stopping the run applies to multiple positions on defense. Um, And it's a good point. It's a good point to keep in mind that no matter what you think has become the most important thing in football, if you ignore something in football or if you suck at something in football, you will be dead. So it's not totally unfair. It's very fair. Jeff's football team probably wouldn't pour big resources into stopping the run. Now, I would pour big resources into running the football, but that's because it also means that we can pass block. Blocking is super-duper important as we'll go through some of the teams that are still playing. So I think that's fair. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think there's an extreme that you can't go to. Like If you told me you have a guy that you like similarly that plays off-ball linebacker or plays corner available at number 24, I want the corner. If you tell me you have an offensive tackle prospect um, or a run-stopping defensive tackle prospect and you're picking 10th in the draft, I want my offensive tackle for sure. But... We must keep in mind, and I'm supposed to always do this. I don't like hot takes. I think they're dumb because usually 
they're oversimplifications and we shouldn't do that. So Jeff, you also need to not oversimplify things. Jameer Gibbs makes a difference for Detroit. The linebackers in San Francisco make a difference for that team. Fred Warner can cover his ass off. Um, but I did think that was interesting and it's worth mentioning. Even people who pretend they know everything don't know everything. Now, here's where I would go. Here's the defensive Jeff. The defensive Jeff is, I do grant you that. You, you can't, you don't want to be bad at stuff. You can't be bad at stuff. If you're bad at stuff, then they're going to get you. But, I do think there's a difference in talking about which positions bring the most value and what happened to the Cowboys this year. I mentioned this in a recent video, but they were talking about it on the broadcast of the Bills-Chiefs game where Bills head coach Sean McDermott said, this will be the first time I've ever gone into a game with just four active linebackers because they had two guys hurt. The Cowboys had one. Like, there is an extreme nut job element to the Cowboys having one, normally on cutdown day, we talk about which five linebackers will make a football team. And the Cowboys came into this season, I guess at that point, LVE was healthy. Overshone wasn't. It was LVE and Damone Clark. And was Jabril Cox still here? Or did he get cut that day? Whatever. I mean, that's insanity. They had a linebacker on the team. And that's when you end up having to have talks about Micah Parsons and should they take a premier pass rusher and play him at linebacker because the other guys are literally not capable on run plays of playing the position because they're not on the roster. That's insanity. And they did try to stop the run by using a first-round pick. It just hurts my heart and soul if you use a first-round pick on a guy whose job is to stop running backs in a passing league and he's bad at it as a rookie. That's a double whammy. That sucks. You can't have a draft class miss, a whole draft class, and think, I mean, I guess in theory you could and think you're going to contend for a Super Bowl because for most of the year I thought that they could, but that hurts when you get zero out of all your draft picks that contribute. So, what is going on with each team that is still in the postseason and what can we learn? Detroit is actually my most interesting one. I think that it speaks to the Cowboys pretty strongly. I think the primary reason that Detroit is still playing football is two things. One is the trenches. It's probably, let me see, Kansas City, Detroit, San Francisco. It's, probably, it's the best offensive line left. Their defensive line is stout with McNeil and Hutchinson. Like, they're stout. They have two really good skill players, Amon Ross St. Brown and Sam Laporta, and Jameer Gibbs. You can throw in Montgomery if you want. They can run it. Goff's playing really well. So there's lots of things. But what leads to most of those things' success? Quarterback's most important. But they block. Man, can they block. Which means now a team that you know I'm willing to run it and that we can do it well. Now I'm running play action. Now I'm protecting my quarterback. I'm opening running holes. They can block. Get your offensive line game up, and you can be in a better place. And the other thing about Detroit that I think also applies to San Francisco and Baltimore for sure, and I don't know if this one will ever happen for the Cowboys. I think it was uh, 
was it RG3 today who's become really funny on social media? RG3 put out a video. It must have been Hard Knocks or something two years ago, and it was Dan Campbell, and it was after a practice they had had where they were wearing pads, and apparently they had a bad practice. He didn't feel like they had a good enough practice. And for about two minutes, he was just going through and talking about what research says. And research says, and this is probably a way to get your offensive line to play better and your defensive line, that we got to be in pads, we got to hit each other, we got to tackle, and that this will actually make us get hurt less and we'll be more ready to play football. Teams don't do that anymore. I think it's the primary reason that so many teams have struggling offensive lines is that we don't really practice it very often at all. The number of times you're in pads, the fact that you don't bring people to the ground, those things, we don't practice tackling. We practice touching the guy and sometimes wrapping the guy up and then usually one day or two days per training camp for a few plays, we tackle. And that's an interesting battle to go through. Mike McCarthy's really good at keeping a healthy team by the way that he has studied and limits these sorts of things. And Dan Campbell goes with, we are going to prepare this way, and I don't know where he gets the information from on what leads to injury or doesn't when you're tackling or not. But clearly... The teams that play with that attitude, with that edge, like they're good at the stuff we don't do anymore. We don't finish blocks in practice. We don't get people tackled in practice. We don't do a lot of those things. We're not in pads a ton. And so pass rushers are better than offensive linemen a lot of the times now. And yard after catch guys are becoming gods because you show up to a game to try to tackle somebody who's really hard to tackle and you haven't tackled anybody. <laughs> it gets hard. So I think Detroit brings that. It's the approach throughout a season and their offensive line. San Francisco has probably the best offensive mind on the planet. I can't match that with what I've got. And they're almost impossible to tackle. And that's on purpose. There's a reason that when we find the Brock Purdy games where he's not great, it's games where Debo Samuel was out and Trent Williams was out. They block your ass. They have dudes that are very, very intentionally getting me to the ground as a problem. Samuel, Kittle, McCaffrey. Ayuk's a wonderful player. He was a good run-after-catch guy in college. Hadn't been in the NFL because he's kind of their designated go-run routes and get-open guy. Uh, and they're built defensively, defensive line, linebackers. It's an up-the-middle defense. Up-the-middle is where they're their best. Their corners aren't that good. Okay, they're not that good. Um, they're built up the middle. And so that goes to, hey, Jeff, we do need better linebackers. But also, just have four of them instead of one. I'm just saying. Baltimore has Lamar Jackson, and they got a defense that, much like Detroit, they're built on whipping your ass and kind of centered right up the middle. And they played three safeties, which is really fun. They play three, and I guess the Cowboys play three safeties too. The difference is Baltimore safeties can cover. So, like, the Cowboys are trying to, I think the Cowboys are kind of a ship without a rudder because they play a bunch of safeties, but their bunch of safeties can't play a deep half. Only one of them really can. And that's a weird thing for a safety. So, like, their linebackers, they play safeties at linebacker 
who can cover at linebacker but can't stop the run at linebacker, and a lot of their safeties are really good tacklers for safeties but can't cover for safety in terms of a deep half of the field. Baltimore plays three of them. Their linebackers are monsters. D-line's stout. Kansas City has Pat Mahomes, and they've got a good defense that's more centered around coverage and a disruptive dude in the middle of their defensive line and Chris Jones. So, like, there's all sorts of different ways to do this. And I don't know what the Cowboys' plan is to do this. But when you just look at the team's left and you think, what is that plan and what is our plan? And do we replicate one of these plans? Or is the ultimate answer that in football everything is a teeter-totter? This positional value versus that positional value. Is it more important to do this part of the game or that part of the game? Is the right approach to do things this way or that way in training camp? Maybe the answer is ultimately, did you find better players than everybody else? And then whatever you're best at will be the reason that you win and you'll be okay with that. I don't know. It's just fun. And I think the one that I would love to see, because there's two different things you want to see the Cowboys improve at over the course of this offseason. And one of them might be an emergency but I might throw free agency at it more than thinking after the draft at it. But again, pick the best players that can help you at one of these things. Block, 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 block. Everybody block, 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 block. Um, at the moment, you don't have a starting center or starting left tackle. Your left guard's good. Your right guard's good for as long as he wants to keep playing, or at least for the near future. Your right tackle was awful this year. So I think you're a ways away from everybody block, 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 block. And being stout up the middle, well, you're a long way off from that. Maybe you want to do a splash in free agency and you could find a Patrick Queen that could help you be that. There are defensive tackles available that could help you be that. I think you could, if the Cowboys were willing to go even further out of their comfort zone. Because last year they did pretty aggressively. That's why they don't have as many picks this year. They pretty aggressively filled needs with veterans. If you're willing to do that again, and maybe to a further extreme, and maybe use actually the top end of free agency, you could change the spine in the middle of your defense. You could add a stud D tackle and a stud linebacker. You could change that. You could draft up some offensive line. Anyway, there's a whole offseason to go, but that comment that I had on the YouTube page, I thought was a good point. And it was firing at me, but with kindness. Uh, and it's not wrong. You need linebackers. You got to have them. Cowboys don't have a running back either. Picked one in the second round. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. We're not dug in on things. We're all dumb when it comes to football. Just try picking games. It's impossible. Uh, anyway, those are just thoughts in my football brain. I hope everybody has a lovely day. Remember that you have no idea what anyone's going through. So be kind to everyone. Be cool to everyone. I forgot my own catchphrase. I love you. Be easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.